Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What's up, people? This is DJ. Hey, mi gente, this is Ish. And, and this, this is Season, season two, 2 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Christmas. Now, are you singing the original or are you singing a Spice Girls version? <laughs> I didn't even know there was an original. Actually, you know what's funny? I found that out after the, the fact. other day. Yeah. The other day, that song randomly came out on my, I don't know, what do I listen to nowadays? Amazon or whatever. It randomly came out. I'm going to have a fell from the tree moment. You're gonna dale, be like, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you. I was like, you know, after listening to the song for 20 years, I'm like, wait, only Emma and Melanie are in this song. Melanie B and Victoria are not. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. They were pregnant. <laughs> like, I had like a moment. And I'm like, these are things that I knew. But I'm like, wait. No. Victoria, isn't Victoria the one who says, oh, damn, guess what I forgot? Nope. That's baby. That's. Really? Yeah. That doesn't nope. sound like baby. It, oh, so you know. You I were, didn't know either. It was, it was just them too. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's why Melanie sings the first two verses. The chorus is the two of them. And Emma sings the, the, last the last two. That's why she says, Tesco has provided me with, with the, the world's, world's smallest turkey. turkey. Aww. As we are here getting ready for... Merry Christmas. Well, not yet. No, not yet. Thanksgiving. But you know what? Before Thanksgiving, we've got episode 89. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode <laughs> 89. How is everybody? Como está todo el mundo? Uh, everybody must be very waterlogged right now if they're in Miami. Or because it's rained? Well, well, either that or they've been in a bathtub, but yes. Well, you know, there's many ways of being waterlogged. <laughs> but I'm assuming in je- if, if everyone in Miami is waterlogged, it's yeah. because of the rain. Yeah. Hopefully um, it'll give way to a little bit of, like, a nice chill. Yeah. Well, the weather has been actually really nice in the last couple of days. Yeah. Which, uh, aside from the rain. Aside from the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, As you said, I look, what what is that you said I look? You looked autumnal. I'm not sure what that means. Autumn. A-L. Uh, autumnal. 
is that really a word or did you make that up? I don't think I'm smart enough to make up a word. Okay, well, <laughs> I looked a for a season a we don't really have on, on episode 89. On episode 89, which is oh great because the best place to look like something is on an audio medium. Exactly. <laughs> we are 11 episodes away from 100. That's insane. Wow. Oof. The days of reverb. The day. <laughs> We've come a long way. 89, 89 episodes ago, I didn't know what reverb was. We did not. We did not know at all. And now we are so familiar. We are. We're so we've come a long way. And if you've come with us, thank, thank you. you so thank much. You, for you guys comfort. deserve medals. So <laughs> here we are in episode 89. There's actually a lot to talk about this week. Yeah, it's like, it's like un popurri. Un popurri. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk first. Okay. Because we even have a just, great guest. The, we don't. Huh? We, we even have a great guest this yeah, week. I mean, yeah. like it's there's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk first because this just happened today. Yeah. And I think it's kind of hilarious. But after a couple of weeks, I guess, of rumors mm-hmm. that Instagram was going to get rid of the the not that they got rid of the like features, but that the amount of likes that you have they got, per picture they got rid will, of the ability for, for other people to see the amount of likes somebody else has on their each, feed on their feed. In each picture, because um, I remember when I first heard that, I'm like, "Nah, they're not going to do, do that." Yeah, yeah. Well, they did, yeah. and I was well, one you... of the first people that noticed. <laughs> you don't, you don't or, get picked for the lottery, but you get picked for that. But, uh, but apparently, right now they rolled it out into the United States. Yep. Um, you said it's not happened to you yet, or no? I have, I have not seen it, no. it, it, it. They rolled it out into the United States today yeah. and Fake Friday, Fake and Friday. Yes. Um, and it's random. And I guess I'm one of the first random people because now when I go on my feed and I see other people's pictures. Um, it'll say uh, so-and-so and others have liked this picture, right. but it doesn't right. Whereas say, I still can see actually, all the likes. Actually, let's check our personal account, Pero. Let me tell you his account. Well, let's, we can see. I, that's what I was checking earlier, and I could still see other people's okay, likes. Okay, so I can't, but let's see ours. On the, on the Pero? On the Pero. Look at this is live, people. This is happening as you're listening. See on our pedo. Let me tell you, account, you can still see the likes. Yeah, you can still see the likes. Maybe it's because we're a business account. Maybe, but you can still see the likes. No, because I'm on this. I'm on this feed. Um, right, but we're a business account. We're we're regi- I I for instance. Yes, yes, I know, it, I know. But so but, maybe that's why. Well, no, because my personal account, DJ Borges nineteen, um, and your account are personal, and I can, I can't see it anymore, and you can. I have no likes. Right, right. But what I'm saying is no don't, numbers. What I'm saying is don't use the Pero account as a gauge because as a business account, it may well, be subject to different Well, but that's why rules. I'm saying that your personal yeah, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not mine, a business. Like, for example, <laughs> I'm going through my feed now and it says liked by so-and-so or liked by so-and-so and others. So it doesn't tell you anymore the amount of likes that each picture gets. That just means so what do that, we think about this? That just means that the people who like it are the co-stars from that Nicole Kidman Okay, no, movie. seriously. What do we think about this? And from a marketing perspective, um, why do you think they're doing this? I Although I feel know. that Instagram and Facebook and all these whatever. Social media um, platforms. All these, um, como se llama en, eh, the avatar. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg The Avatar? Yeah, but he's looking like a robot more and more each day But I don't think of an Avatar when I think of robots I think of cyborgs Well, Android, 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 that's what you were thinking of Android um, Whatever. Avatar is those blue people from that movie Yeah, but, an av- but that's what an Avatar is Whatever Anyway, um, <laughs> he's looking more and more like a robot nowadays Yeah He really is yeah. um, Orita, he's going to say that his long lost sister is Vicky From Small Wonder Please make that happen. I think they kind of look alike now that I think about it. <laughs> you didn't hear it from us, but didn't you hear that Mark Zuckerberg is related to that girl who played Small Wonder? 
<laughs> Start the rumor, people. Start the rumor. So seriously, what? Wh- why do you think they're doing this? Have you heard why? Why they I, are doing it? I ha- so I've heard. Uh, I've heard the, what the company line is, which is they feel that in this age of social media, um, you know, this obsession with likes and so and so has eighty likes and I only have ten and what have you is affecting people, particularly the youth's mental health. Right, and you really think that Instagram is doing this I'm for saying noble reasons? Like, but, but wait, I start. did I not start off by saying what I know is the company line? Oh, okay. okay. The company line is that. In all fairness, you do. Now, what is the real reason? I don't know. I think it could be because they are under scrutiny for a lot of things, and so they're trying to figure out ways to distance themselves from, you know, well, that happened, but that's not our fault. Right. That's not our fault, you know. Um, what's interesting about it is that it's Instagram that's taking those measures because although they're both owned by Facebook, realistically, I feel like Instagram hasn't gotten the brunt of a lot of, uh, scrutiny in the last well, couple Facebook has, but that's what I'm saying, but Facebook, but Facebook still, but Facebook on Facebook proper, you can see likes. You know what I mean? So th- that's why, that's what I'm saying. I find it interesting that they've decided right. to go the route of Instagram, which is a younger skewing platform than with Facebook. Now, I don't know what the implication might be for from a marketing perspective for advertisers because I, I don't know. Like, will obviously you can still see your own likes, but now if you're going to go, for instance, and have an influencer promote your account, you may not be able to see exactly how many likes they're getting. And so I think the effect on that is now you you have to do a little bit of digging and you're reliant on other people for their own data and that can be a slippery slope. I mean, I. Well, I guess you can still see their followers, like the number of followers they have. So. Yeah, I don't. I I really. It's funny because I I don't care one way or another. It doesn't affect there, there's, me. There's a part of me that you know, whatever. Let's be honest. You, we all have. There's certain pictures that we post that are no. I, I know no, are going to no. get a certain amount right. of likes. But I like that, seeing my likes. That, that's I don't care good. about yours. Yeah, but you know, there's something to like. You know, when your picture gets a certain amount of likes. You know, I've had pictures I've gotten. You know, six, seven hundred likes, and I'm like, oh, look at that. You mm-hmm. know, um, who knew my watermelon shirt was so popular? But but, you know, <laughs> I take I take it like. I'm fine. I know certain pictures are going to get a certain amount of likes. And then I know, actually, this is a funny story. I was actually chatting with a friend of mine the other day. And I was telling him Mm -hmm. that of all the pictures I have posted on Instagram, my, by far, my favorite picture I have ever posted has the least number of likes in my entire page. Really? It has 40, 40. Three likes or forty-eight likes. It's in the forties. It is the least. Was it posted like at the beginning of your Insta? Nope. Okay. nope. It is a picture that I took um, when I took the road trip uh, with my cousin, mm-hmm. with, with, with my nephew, nephew? Uh, two years ago, and it was is at it the Mackinac the- Library, oh. and it was of a older man reading the newspaper, oh. and it's like a really nice picture. Let me show it to you. Oh, that's a great picture. I like the blues and the yellow. Yeah, I like. I think it's and a, the red. My God, I think it's a great picture. And well, now you can't see how many likes. Correct, it has correct, correct. But you can. But you has, can. It has forty nine likes. It has right. forty nine likes. It is the least. 
popular picture on my Instagram feed. And I thought it was like really interesting because I think the picture's like even artistic. It's really pretty. But you know, then other pictures, you know, get hundreds of likes. Well, but that's like but, anything. You but, know, you know what picture like to your point. You know that like I know that if I post a picture in like one of my, you know, small little swimsuits and whatever, I know that's gonna get more than if I post a picture of a tree. But that but I take that in stride. What I do find interesting though is that there's people that, you know, are all about the social media and posing right. these very calculated pictures of them like in a bikini or like in speedos or you know certain angles or certain right positions Every, everything everything is very curated yeah but you do a lot of things as much shit as i give you for posting <laughs> pictures you do a lot of things in the name of humor yeah which you true. can get away with in a way but the people that i'm talking about are not you know it's right, like right. perfectly curated in a way oh, that yeah, I'm not that, that it's done it's done in a way that it's like oh look at him right. look how he travels wonder, and look at all the fantastic places he goes and he wears is, a speedo or look at her like i wonder if this is going to give way to a whole new so it's type like of those post. those people have, those people just like dropped dead today right. like it's like the point <laughs> well, of their existence just went out the window but i wonder if this is going to give way to a new type of post which is to say they're going to wait a couple of days take a screenshot cuz they can still see it on on their personal feed how many likes their own picture got if they're gonna then take a screenshot of it and post that okay that's pathetic i'm not disagreeing with you but i'm just wondering if this is a new thing that may start so people what do you guys think do we like the, the likes on instagram do we I either mean, way you won't be able to see I, the likes I, I mean i see the <laughs> argument that is made that you know especially for teenagers and social media which teenagers and social media is a very very toxic and to begin you know with, controversial yeah. mix um i could definitely see how that can you know mess with your ego and mess with your confidence but i hardly doubt that a company like facebook that owns instagram did this for any altruistic exactly yeah, or yeah. for a bigger meaning or to be yeah. the good guy it's like there's a reason why they did this again like i said i think they may be trying to remove themselves from possible scrutiny should Something no. come up. So they're they're bringing no, 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 something no. is in the, something is in the I'm pipeline. Saying. But I'm saying, should something happen now, they have distanced themselves from a legal perspective to be like, but look, we tried to take measures. Yeah. You know? So, so they, yeah, there goes yeah. that. So, <laughs> this is totally, God. totally off topic, and like, <laughs> I thought about it this weekend, this week. We're moving into another topic, everybody. How is everybody? Listen, how's the drive? They know us by now. How's, they know, how's the drive? They how's know the there's drive? no such thing as a clean transition. Are we stuck in the Palmetto? Are we stuck on the 836? If it's raining, the you're probably stuck in traffic. On Kendall Drive? Um, or no. on other parts of the world? Oh, my God. You know on on the, the, the 808, if you're in L.A.? <laughs> 808. It's the only freeway. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The beginning of songs, like, it's always like 808 drums. Anyway. It's the only one I know. Sp- going to music. Yes. The other day I was listening to this classic song that we all liked as kids. And I, like, actually looked up the lyrics. And I was... What song? This must be the stupidest song ever. Okay, there's a lot of stupid-ass songs when we were kids. Walk Like an Egyptian. Oh, that's a fun song. It's but an it's idiot. Such a stupid, oh, it's a stupid song. It's such a stupid song. It's and it I no hate to the song because I'm I totally no, the Bengals are great yeah. in terms of like retro and nostalgia uh, appreciation. And, and I think there's even a video of me when I was a kid at one of my cousin's parties. You know, walking I must like an Egyptian. See this video now. My aunt has it. Um, <laughs> and you know, like one of those things. Like when we were kids, we all did the little dance. Of course, we did. We were like, like ten. But like I looked at, like I looked up the lyrics. I'm like, this, they're so stupid. The song is so <laughs> stupid. Like, <laughs> it's like really stupid. Like, 
I, I like I'm like what are they talking about like, they're just talking about walking like an Egyptian but they're not <laughs> but I read the verses they're talking about like um, a Cadillac uh, and, uh, and the school kids are so sick of books yeah I'm like because each verse is about something oh, different oh yeah it's it's like a bare naked ladies song oh oh my god it's bare naked ladies I love bare naked ladies I know you can't stand one it's week it's not that I can't stand bare naked no no ladies. that song you can't stand one Which week one? It's, it's been, been one, one week since you looked at me. me. I didn't know that bare naked ladies was like a white thing until I moved to Michigan. <laughs> well, because you were closer to their home country of Canada. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I'll never forget that one time I was in the library and I was with one of my classmates and so-and-so comes and he was like, hey, the bare naked ladies are playing somewhere near yeah. where, <laughs> you know, near where we were. And she was like, oh my God, oh my God, let me call, like cancel my plans, like, and so-and-so so we could go. And I'm like... <laughs> Did I miss something? Because I'm pretty on top of pop culture, right. specifically music. I'm like, what? The I, bare naked I love the bare naked ladies. I, I didn't know there was such a big thing. They have this one song called You Can Be My Yoko Ono, which has possibly one of my favorite verses ever. There's a part where there's, it's the whole, it's tongue in cheek and whatever. And there's one part where it says, while Yoko sings her, and then the lead singer just goes, Aah! it's great. <laughs> I, I can't say I've. <laughs> I will play it for Share you. Share the love of the bare naked ladies. I will play I that mean, song for you. All love to Canadians. I love Canada. They're just fun. They're I fun love music. poutine. Why? Why poutine has not made it in the United? I'm surprised. I, I it understand. has all the things that we love down here: fats, nitrates, sodium, and potatoes and starches, bacon. Yeah. I but don't. Okay. Well, why hasn't poutine made it down here? I don't know. Maybe it's because of the name. Poutine. Yeah, it sounds foreign, and you know, like most Americans. I mean, if Degrassi High made it down here, <laughs> whatever it takes. It. We should. We should whatever have a it takes. Canadian episode, eh? We should. Let's do a Canadian episode. I Why mean, not? I practically lived in Canada if for three done. years. You did. You, you did. know. You know what's so interesting? All three years I was in Michigan for some random ass reason. This was not planned. I spent my birthday each year in Canada. Really? <laughs> it wasn't planned. Like one that year, is one year I went to Niagara Falls. The other year I went to Toronto, and the other year I went to Windsor. Like, oh, just randomly. Nice. It's like it's my birthday today. Let's drive let's to Toronto. To, let's go to Canada. Let's go to Toronto. Let's cross borders. Because the thing is that Toronto was only like three hours no, from it was right where there. I, I lived, yeah. and you know it's like a major metropolitan city. So why not? You know, why not? So yeah, I spent all my birthdays in Canada, like, oh. or as Ozzy would say, Canada. Canada. So. <laughs> Anyway, we know we're having a lot of fun in games, but um, today actually, Fake Friday, yeah, there was another school shooting yep. in California, and unfortunately, I, I would say thankfully there was not as many casualties as there, there have were. Been in the past. I mean, but I mean, well, two I, students I, I, dead. I know, but I have to try to look. You at know, and I think what passes for a bright every side. time that we talk about this on the show because our our coincidentally our first episode dropped, I think the week. Of the Parkland shooting, our third, our third, third, or second, our, or, our third, our second or third episode, because we did it was a point five episode, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. we were like it dropped within a week or something. We hadn't of, been on the air for like two months, even. No, by the time, two saying, months. I only got them into weeks. Yeah, but yeah. the point was that um, you know, so obviously we covered school shootings, uh, you know, we, very thoroughly you know, at that it. point, and we've discussed it uh, throughout then in other shootings, and you know, it's just there. There's not much. I don't know what to say. I don't. I don't have much to say other than to just kind of acknowledge it. Acknowledge it, and it, that's horrible because it's it's like it sounds as if though we're just kind of going meh. Like I said, I mean, I guess on the whatever passes for a bright side, you know, the the casualties in this instance were minimal. 
Um, have they said why he did it? I mean, it was it was a fifteen year old kid, right? Fifteen, sixteen. Um, he's st- he was taken into custody. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't said it much more, right? I mean, again, it's devel- as we're recording this, this it's, a, it's point. literally a developing but, you story. Know, again, at this point. it. It's another school shooting. Uh, you know, now people point the finger at each other. I don't think there's going to be a lot of pointing because the impeachment is going on. But um, yeah. uh, people are going to point the finger at each other. People are going to mm-hmm. protest on social media. And then nothing gets done. And yeah. we're back to where we started. Actually, and- you brought up Parkland. Um, one of the fathers of the victims in Parkland has started uh, touring the country doing a, a one-man show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember the name of the show right now. But um, And it's basically about you know talking about his son and and it's a play and he wrote it it's it's supposed to be very powerful and actually we'd we'd love to have him on the show um i think it's interesting that this this gentleman has decided to take his anguish and his pain and tried to turn it into art and also you know put it out there for other people to to experience and to see the only thing that makes me a little sad about that aside from the fact that he's doing it because of the unfortunate incident with his son is that he's going to wind up i think talking to an echo chamber, yeah. you know, of like-minded people. And, and I would love to think that there could be other people who maybe don't share his point of view being exposed to the message, but that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is a situation that I wouldn't say I've given up on, but I realize that, um, it's, it's the government is not going to take care of it right? one way or another. So I don't know if it's going to be the special interests take care of it or that there's like a massive, like really massive revolution. Um, because again, always yeah. the, the, this conversation gets hijacked by both polar ends. The people who are like, will are not open to any type of sensible gun control or right. gun laws. And then the people who want to take away your guns, right. you know, and you can't because, have a conversation. For example, you know, now in, in the presidential election a couple of months ago or whenever ago that Beto O'Rourke was like, we're going to take away your guns. I'm like, you dipshit. You can't just say that, <laughs> you know, because guns are protected by the constitution. Right. I mean, he didn't mean AK 47s or whatever. Yes, they're called. But you, but you say something but, like but that. That's not the way that you present that because then right. you've just fed into the narrative right. of people that are afraid right. that liberals or democrats are going to take away their guns right. you just fed into that narrative you on a, idiot. Platter. On a platter on a platter you gave it to them on a silver platter you know with parsley right. you know a nice garnishment Ugh, parsley. <laughs> so you know it, it gets you know and obviously he or other politicians that say that do it to you know for that touch reason. their base of course yeah, you know yeah, to yeah. touch touch the the base of people that they're going for but that's not realistic and again the conversation gets hijacked by and winds up going nowhere go, and it goes nowhere and then we fight 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 and then another tragedy happens and then here we go all yeah. over again so, so speaking of fight as you mentioned uh we are in the middle of in impeachment palooza doesn't it make you want to have like a one of those nectar like i don't like peaches so no i find peaches very grainy <laughs> i don't peaches? even i don't even like what pe- grainy peaches have you had i don't like even peach yogurt like I, I, I find it great. Okay, I could understand you not grainy. liking peaches for whatever reason, I but grainy. Gra- I find them grainy. It's like, not like you're having like a pear. I find pears grainy, and but pe- pears are grainy. Too, but I find both of them grainy. What is wrong with you? Oh, so many it's un Ay, the Libby's melocotón con la, la salsa, la, la miwa. Oh my god, that's a shit. Con corachi, that is like the shit. <laughs> with what? With what? Well, with I'm what? Con corachi. Con corachi. And, and do you want to explain what corachi is? Cottage cheese. Okay. Doesn't everybody know that? <laughs> oh my God, wasn't it the best thing? When you would have the little fruit cups as a kid, didn't you always want that cherry? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't taste like anything. It, it just tastes, tastes like it tastes syrup. Like, it tastes like fruit cup syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all that because that's what it is. It's like it they concentrated it so hard that they turned it into a shape. But it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so damn good. No, you had fruit cup de chava um queso crema. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, my mom will give it to me in a little, a little a queso crema. Uh -huh. She'll put it in a little cup and then put the fruit cup over it. So queso crema yeah, will get fostered by that amoeba. Yes. Oh. And then as the amoeba got softer, it would mix into the, you know. Oh, my God. I think we know what we're eating after we're done with this. You know what? I didn't grow I, No, I'm not a college. Cottage. I can't even say it anymore. Cottage Corachi? cheese. Corachi. You know, I'm not going to say Corachi. Okay. Bueno, what are you saying? Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I guess the impeachment in Korea is, is well underway in Washington. I have a question for you. See. Because, you know, you do law-like things. See. What was that? Sorry. <laughs> you do law-like things. Mm -hmm. I know that in... I'm a modern-day Al Woods. You really are, <laughs> as you sit here in your pillbox pink hat. Mm -hmm. Um... I know that if you are let's get let's take the impeachment out of the out of the equation, a regular court case. If you are accused by someone of something, you have the right to face your accuser. Mm -hmm. Is that not the case in this scenario? Because I hear a lot of talk of like, well, where's the whistleblower? Who's the whistleblower? Da -da. And everybody kind of said, and and I get the sentiment that it's like, well, you don't need to know. We don't have to prove it. We don't have mm -hmm. to show it. Isn't it? a similar situation that you have the right to confront your accuser because no. at the end of the day that's i mean this person is accused is is accusing another person of of no. actions if we I'm, I'm trying to take the politics out of it no that's not how impeachment works there's that's there's what you're saying is two separate issues okay first of all whistleblowers are um protected by the whistleblower statute there is a statute protecting whistleblowers okay Did not um, know that. whereas they're um, you know, obviously, depending on the case and the circumstance, mm -hmm. the point is that their identity has to be protected okay. at all costs. And and generally, to prevent retaliation? Uh, of course. Okay. And generally, um, because think about it, there's whistleblowers who have been killed. That's true. I mean, we're not talking now about government practices. No, no, no. But, right, right, but, right. but actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this a little bit uh, pop culture. culture you know who's tech who technically is considered a whistleblower? Uh, the movie Silkwood. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, yes. It, uh, Silkwood, yeah, yeah. the radioactive lesbian. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's not how I was gonna pose yes. it, but. She is she is considered a whistleblower. She she brought to light what this company was doing, and in the movie, I mean, obviously we're dramatizing this, um, but that was based on a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she was killed, and a yeah. lot of times whistleblowers uh, are killed. Okay. So that's why there is in the United States there's a very specific whistleblower statute that protects the identity of the whistleblower happening. Got now, it. in terms of what you're saying, the right of the accuser. Generally, the whistleblower will make a complaint or have some type of, depending on what it is, whatever the, the protocol or process for okay. them to bring forward that complaint. Okay. And then there will be an investig uh, investigation based on those allegations. And then th that investigation, you know, either finds the... the okay, because, you know, te because technically we're not, we're not in a court scenario yet quote unquote this is no. like the no i'll, this is I'll like tell the, you how it works just like the I'll prep tell you how it works so in the case of the president mm -hmm. the whistleblower um came forward obviously um in his report or her report um their report their report they mentioned whatever they mentioned and who may have been involved and then from there they started deposing people so on and so forth and 
does the whistleblower do they need to know the whistleblower? No. Now, <clears throat> yesterday, excuse me, there was an amend. There was a motion put in to for the Republicans to question the whistleblower. Uh, now, obviously, it's a motion, so it may or may not be granted. Mm-hmm. If it is granted, and it was behind closed doors that they wanted. If to it question, is granted, correct? it would obviously have to be behind closed doors okay. in private, like really sealed. Mm-hmm. Because again, you know, you want to protect the identity of a whistleblower at all costs. At all costs, because what you don't want to prevent in law, it's called a chilling effect. Right. You don't want to now have people afraid of coming forward in whatever capacity, whether in, in future it's corporate, instances. whether it's corporate, whether it's local government, mm-hmm. you know, federal government, whatever. So in this particular case, obviously, the Republicans are using that as a tactic to discredit the um, the um, testimony of the, the validity other, of, of the, the other, testimony of the other people who will have testified that there was a quid pro quo. So it's it's totally a a, a tactic, mm-hmm. and it goes more to what you were saying. Well, shouldn't you face your accuser? But these are impeachment hearings. These are this is not a trial yet. So. The basis of these hearings is to see if there is a crime committed. So this is like the exploratory process for a regular trial. If if at the end, if at the end of this process, however long it may take, they feel that the president did in fact commit a crime, right? Mm -hmm. Or there's enough evidence to suggest that the the president may have committed a crime. The, this, now this agency... Or, or this panel, this committee, that, this committee mm-hmm. that we are dealing with, turns in the articles of impeachment to Congress. Okay. So the articles of impeachment, think about it as a, as an um, arraignment. You're being arraigned. You're okay. being. This okay. is what you're being charged, charged with. with. Mm-hmm. So you're being charged with, you know, X Y Z. In this case, um, you know. Um, trying the actual illegal thing that went on here Mm -hmm. is that it is illegal for any president or anybody in the government Mm -hmm. to um obtain leverage or uh, obtain information on a from a foreign government Mm -hmm. for political reasons so, so basically the quid pro quo quid pro right, quo but the quid all. pro quo the quid pro quo has been a term of art that has been used in this whole process to kind of confuse people because a lot of people don't know what quid pro quo is right so that's been kind of very thoughtfully brought in by mm-hmm. specifically the Republicans uh, quid pro quo quid pro quo a lot of people don't know what quid pro quo is mm-hmm. it, you know it is something for you know I give you this and you give me that right. which tat. is a, right but the reason why that was very artfully done by the Republicans and bringing that, and I'm trying to be unbiased in my explanation, is that the definition in itself of quid pro quo is, I give you this and you give me that. Right Now, in these allegations against Donald Trump, that did not happen because the Ukraine did not give him any dirt on Hunter Biden. And the or the U.S. government eventually did give the money that it was supposed to give Okay. To the Ukraine for so aid. technically there so, was no so quid pro quo. Wa- there wasn't, but that okay. is not the crime. The okay. crime, the crime is that the president sought out to obtain political a, a political advantage from a foreign country. That is the crime. The crime is not whether it happened or not. So would it be an equivalent? This so this is kind. Equivalent. This is kind of like if right now I'm chasing you down the street and I shoot you. 
with the with the you know and I want to kill you but I don't kill you I would be charged with attempted murder right not murder right not you're murder still, I didn't kill you be charged with but something. I'm being charged right. with attempted murder right okay. so this is kind of the same well okay. it's not the same but the crime was not whether it he happened. got dirt it happened it's or not the intent. it's the the exactly okay. the fact that this occurred that he asked a foreign government for help in an election for political gain that is what is illegal and that's very, that's what's that and that's very question. like that, that's very marked in terms of the constitution and all that that that's very clear that that is what is illegal all this other stuff like yesterday in the impeachment hearings they were talking about the 2016 election and this and that and Hillary Clinton and blah, 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 blah. That's just a way that's a tactic of confusing people, of confusing the audience, you know, the audience, especially mm -hmm. lay people who don't maybe aren't familiar with the government and how it works and law. Right, right. And, you know, you hear that and you're like, oh, my God, you know, yes. And the do dossier and this and that. Lots of French words. That has nothing to do. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That the Ukraine was being annexed and, and, and Obama spoke to uh, Putin off the record, you know, in 2012 and said after. That has nothing to do with the issue at hand. The issue at hand is that the president of the United States. This, asked, this may or may not have happened. And that's it. The, a foreign government to help him. For political reasons that is the crime and he actually went on the record and admitted that he did it right mm. he, he said it he's like he donald trump said that he did it so what is going to come out of this you know i don't know um look during watergate a lot of people at the beginning were for him and then they f switched on him when the evidence started coming out overwhelmingly mm. that against nixon nixon, nixon. But it was a different time then. Uh, it was a different time. Yes and I, no. I mean, no, no, no. But I think I think it has been demonst It's demonstrably proven that his rabid base. It does not matter what he does; they do not care. I, I mean, Hasta no, I, I'm going to try to be a, a little bit more. I agree with what you're saying. I I'm going to be a little bit more positive and give more faith <laughs> to the American people in that if this is properly done and the facts and because like for example both men that were that were questioned yesterday by the committee these are people that have like one of them the guy with the bow tie i forgot his name he is like the third generation like person in his family to serve the government you know the other one is like this decorated um um, ambassador that he's worked under like five different presidents, you know, three three Republicans and two Democrats. These people don't really care like politically yeah, about but, Donald Trump yeah, one but, way or another. But to Joe Schmo, what they see is, oh, he, they're part of that swamp he went there to drain. Right, but but th those people, those people, th they could care less in terms of like you know whether it's Donald Trump or, or, or Hillary Clinton. or Obama. That's or not what they're into. You know, they're into their service. Mm -hmm. They're not. You know, they they are truly bipartisan. Mm -hmm. But then you know they present them in a way and you know and, and they start Optics. saying all this stuff Optics. that is just not the issue at hand so whenever this process is done mm -hmm. it's given to the art the articles of impeachment mm -hmm. are given and uh to the the how to the congress and eventually the senate is the one who will vote to remove the president or not and the senate is majority republican so run with that <laughs> Interpret that how you wish. So yeah. Oh well. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Oh, that was so that was so heavy, but that, that's definitely the learn the, the Yep. The learn Seriously, why do you keep playing like some okay, random because, ass like no, no, trumpet? Because I left in um 
when we were talking about Instagram, I left my Instagram open, and I'm in the stories part of it, and somebody. But had, are you like, watching a story from MGM? No, somebody had actually. You know who it is? It's a Tony from our. Oh friends yeah. Oh, from, oh um, hooray for yeah. He's hooray for Hollywood. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. From, yeah. from uh, Spanish Lucky Presents. Present that. Yeah. Hi Tony. That in his. Uh, he has a. Um, an Insta story. In his Insta story. I saw it earlier. He yeah. has a hooray for Hollywood, but just. He's, at like, he's at like the Sony lot or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I think it wouldn't flip, so I can play the, the thing. So, anyway, so are we ready for our interview? We are ready for our interview. I mean, after that type of intro, I mean, hooray for Hollywood. But now this we're, is. We're going to go is, very light here. This is not hooray for Hollywood. This is Nashville is neat. Yes. Um, <laughs> we, this week, listeners, had the immense pleasure of speaking with. I mean, I don't even know how to describe her because she was just so, she was great. She was bubbly. She's talented. She's Southern. Um, <laughs> but she was so sweet. She was adorable. She was, so she was fantastic. We spoke with a singer and actress and now recently author. She just came out with her her memoir, um, Jackie Velasquez. Now, some of you may remember her, um, you know, as, as a singer. Some of you may remember her from Chasing Poppy, which, of course, we talk about. Um, but she talked to us about all that and as well as, you know, her, her family life and her, her challenges as a mom uh, with a, an autistic son. And honestly, it's probably one of the more uplifting interviews I think we've we've had. And we've had some great interviews. I mean, not to take away from any of the, of the other ones. But there was just something about this one that afterwards I just felt very, like, positive, you know, after talking to her. So without further ado, we give you Ms. Jackie Velasquez. Bueno, mi gente, as we told you, this week we have a phenomenal guest. We have the one, the only Ms. Jackie Velasquez. Thank you so much for joining us, Jackie. Welcome to Peru. Let me tell oh. you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I mean, I feel so blessed that I get to be here with you guys. I mean, you know, by way of Skype. Yes, but we're all connected either way, right? Yeah. It's Right. <laughs> with technology nowadays, it's like you're literally almost in the room. <laughs> yep. I mean, until you hear my kids or my chickens screaming because you wouldn't want them in the room with you. Wait. You have chicken as, as well, or <laughs> I have I have twenty six chickens, all hens, and then I have my two boys. Oh, okay. W which ones get louder? <laughs> Actually, sometimes the chickens. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Wow. Well, I was going to say, like, I have this one that complains quite a bit. She, oh. yeah, she she complains quite a bit. Well, if like the if her water bowl is not full the way she likes it to the temperature she likes, she goes, Rah! and I'm going, dude, <laughs> seriously, you're a chicken. Yeah. I eat chicken. I just don't eat my chickens. <laughs> well, and, and 26 hens is very different than 26 roosters. That's true. Because literally be waking up the whole neighborhood. <laughs> That's right. So, oh, my gosh. So, Jackie. We, I could never do that to anybody. <laughs> Go ahead. So, you know, I have, you know, usually when we have a guest, you know, even if it's a very popular and famous guests we always like to you know people for them to say where they came from and how they started because a lot of times you know when you're so successful and you've been around for so long um people sometimes maybe forget your your beginning so um if you could tell us how all this started yep. and before you do that jackie i just want to pop in and actually wish you a belated happy birthday oh yes thank um, you. you i turned 40 yeah well i'm so, 40 so did i and actually you share a birthday with dj october 15th oh yes are you serious yes yes <laughs> Oh, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. We're great, aren't we? That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. So I love it. 
So, I'm well, sorry. well, thank you for my birthday wishes. Okay, so back to the way I started. Um, my parents were pastors from the time I was like since birth till I was like nine years old. Um, my dad felt called into like um, into the evangelistic field, which basically means like a pastor that travels to different churches around the country and you know talks about the Lord and and try you know tries to win people for Jesus. Okay, and also just you know to to, to pour into people and to, to, to love on them through Jesus, with Jesus. So um, he did that through word and through music. So I was nine years old, and my brothers were, you know, already in college. So I was the only kid left at home. So I had no choice but to go with my parents. <laughs> so we packed up into the car, and uh, we rented out our house, and we started traveling from church to church to church. So I was homeschooled in the back of our blue Honda Accord. It was an Oh, 85 wow. Honda Accord, yeah, <laughs> through um, TV VHS tapes. VHS is like, you know, those old tapes. Yeah. <laughs> for for um, listeners who, who are a little younger, yeah. VHS. <laughs> yeah, they're like the size of your forearm. Yeah. But um, so that's how I got schooled. And um, by the time I was 13, um, there was a videotape of me singing that got sent back to Nashville to what became my manager who then sent out a couple of people from a record label to come and see me sing at a thing. And by the time I was 14, I was signed to Murr Records. And, um, and I, started, uh, I started my first record when I was 14. It didn't come out until I was 16. So that's, you know, a long kind of artist development period. Yeah. And when it came out, it came out when I was 16. When it came out when I was 16... It was like, um, it was like just this really intense kind of, whoa, like, wow, I can't believe, I can't believe anybody's even inviting me to sing somewhere. And And I can't believe I get to sing these songs at 16. 16, Yeah. I mean, like there's enough to handle at 16, you know, the, you know, growing up now you've got all this cool stuff going on too. Actually, the thing is I wasn't handling the normal things that the normal that a 16-year-old would be handling because oh. I wasn't in school. I was homeschooled. That's right. So that's all I knew was kind of like the road life. But what was interesting and what I find intriguing is when you get success, like, you know, when you kind of develop this bizarre life, it kind of stunts your, like, mental kind of place where you are mm-hmm. that I found that for a long time, I stayed kind of 16 years old in my mind. Mm-hmm. And to a degree, that's super fun. I mean, my kids um, have always loved that part. They're like, Mom, you are so much fun. Because, <laughs> you know, we do like, they come home from school. I'm like, dance parties. Come on. <laughs> Music. Hi. Jump on the couches. Jump on the beds. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but, um, but you know, there's this point where I had to, I realized, I was like, I, man, I got it. I can't just be fun. I have to be a grown-up, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Now, when you you talk about your first album, that's Heavenly Place, correct? 
Heavenly Place. That's yeah. correct. Now, did you, you know, before you signed and, and you did your first record, did you know off the bat that you wanted to do secular music? Or did you obviously just fall in the genre, obviously because of your family? Or was, you know, how did it, how did you become, in terms of a, you know, Christian contemporary artist, what was that a, a, a decision that you guys made that this is musically the direction you wanted to take? Um, because I was born and raised in a Christian home, mm. there was never a question that the music that I wanted to make was about Jesus, for Jesus, and to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, he breathed life into, to me, to you, to all of us. He is the giver of life. So you give back, when you get a gift, you give it back to the one that gave you the gift in the first place. Mm -hmm. Right. So that is... That is all what it comes down to for me. You know, in life, people, we're human. We make mistakes. We are smut sometimes. <laughs> But, you know, we know a God that can redeem that those aspects of us, that can redeem us and change the trajectory, the trajectory of our lives in a way that we, have, we could never, ever even imagine And at times, sometimes things happen in life. Like our oldest son, his name is Zeeland. Um, my son is autistic. He is 12 years old. He just turned 12. And can I just tell you tonight, actually right before we um, started talking to each other, um, my husband, my, my, not my husband, my son has, um, he has, he struggles to communicate. Right. Um, that's not a really big, huge skill for him. Like, it's something that we've had to, he's had, like, you know, uh, therapy since he was, like, 19 months old on, you know, to help him be able to communicate. And he still struggles, okay? Right, right. But this is where I see God just going, I'm not leaving him hanging. Don't mm -hmm. worry. I've got bigger plans for him. Because right. he was building a, ro a robot, a Lego robot. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I heard him singing. I was like... Aww. And I was reminded of just how beautiful the gift of communication can be. Sometimes we communicate through art. We communicate through building. We communicate through voice. We communicate through um, just whatever you choose through fashion. Right, That's your right. communication skill. My son, his pitch, his ability to do that, that's a gift that you cannot be taught. It just is. Right. And mm -hmm. My gift to, to sing, it was a gift. It was never taught. And my husband, same thing. Nobody in his family sings. And wouldn't you know, he is a fantastic singer, an incredible <laughs> wow. guitar player. Wow, But so. that's just a gift. So, yeah. you know, God chooses how he's going to impart whatever it is he wants. And we can't sometimes, like for Zealand, I question him going, okay, God, I don't get this. And for a long time, I kept saying, why me? Why me? I mean, I've been singing Christian music since I was a little girl. Right, right. Why me? But then I started asking the right question. When something bad or something we don't understand happens to us, we go, why me? Why me? <laughs> Instead yeah. of asking the right question, the right question is, why not me? Now, I know you, you just recently um, released your, your book, When God Rescripts Your Life. 
And mm-hmm. uh, again, I unfortunately haven't had a chance to read it, but I'm I'm sure that you do go into, um, you know, with the birth of of your, of your son Zealand and his autism. And uh-huh. I just want to commend you first and foremost. My sister actually is a teacher at a school for autistic children, so I that's want amazing to commend you for yeah. the fact that at 19 months, you guys, you know, you and your husband said he needs he needs therapy. We have to help him because so many parents want to almost put their head in the sand with be in denial, oh, be in and, denial. And, and that's so detrimental to the child and and so i, I want to give you that that you know commend you for that oh. first and foremost because that's amazing but you know the normal my normal state in any situation is burying my head in the sand so <laughs> for them to when, when parents do that and a lot of parents do that of course right but you know what i get it and i empathize and i go i get it i feel like doing that too even daily, I feel like doing that too. Sometimes I'm like, let me just bury my head and say, like, let's pretend none of this, that this is not the normal state. Well, we all have bad but, days, you know. That's... Yeah. But but at some point, we have to face it. And for, for Zealand, I had to just, I had to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And I had to get to work. It's not good for the kids. So my natural state would be like burying my head and saying, but. It's, we have to be able to to get past that, to be able to fight. We have to yeah. get um, get help. When we need help, we need help. Yeah. It's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Well, speaking of getting out of your comfort zone, we're gonna we're gonna kinda go back in time a little bit here. Yes. To, to your your Latin pop crossover yes. album. A couple of uh, weeks or a couple of months ago we interviewed uh, Rudy Perez. And, oh um, man! And, I love him. And he had nothing but beautiful things to say about yes, you as yes. well. I mean, and, it was... and it's it's interesting because um, where I, in terms of your music, where I came in um, as a fan was with that album "Yegarati." "Yegarati" is still one of my favorite songs, and um, "Un Lugar Celestial." All those songs, I I love that record, and I didn't realize that Rudy had produced that record with you. Yeah, and and. Furthermore, <laughs> I we did not know that at the time that you recorded the album, you didn't really speak that much Spanish. And I was like, oh no, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we because, were listening to it just the other day. And I'm like, no, I think Rudy's not I telling the like, truth. What? No way. Because, no I mean, way. I thought that you know, oh, God, I, no. I, I knew that maybe Spanish wasn't your first language or your stronger language. But I was like, she didn't speak a word of Spanish, and he's like, no, not really. And I'm like. I would have never known. So aside from the quality of the music of the record, I congratulate you for the fact that you sounded, I mean, uh, you yeah. can't really tell I, that I you know. didn't really speak Spanish. So congratulations on, on that. Well, thank you very much. I spoke. Okay, let me paint this picture for you. Ready for this? Bring it. So I record the record and I'm going, okay, cool. So I've got this, you know, uh, I've got, my producer and then the songwriter for the song kind of helping me coaching me through pronunciation which thankfully through music it's so much easier versus like you know actually speaking and saying the words so now fast forward the record comes out my first interview hmm. on sabado gigante with oh. don francisco oh, there we go. <laughs> it is my first spanish interview in my whole life. Ever. Ever. You started from the and very, I, very top. <laughs> apparently, I had to go like 
it was like, you know, deep end of the pool. <laughs> yes. It was like, just dive in. Okay. So I walk up and I meet him and he goes, just so you know, we do not speak any English on this show. We only speak Spanish. <laughs> and I'm going, Oh no. Oh my God. I'm inside, but I'm smiling. I'm not going to let him know I'm scared. So, so then I, I asked his assistant, I said, can he just maybe ask me yes or no questions? <laughs> <laughs> and and I want him to be aware for the of the fact that even though he's asking me a question and I say yes, the answer still might be no. <laughs> because I'm not going to understand fully what he's saying. So buckle up, guys. So, <laughs> yeah, so that that was my that was my first experience of having to like actually communicate versus singing. Singing is different. But when it comes to communication, that is like a whole other enchilada. Yeah, because it's a conversation. You know, you have to... Yeah. And you have to interpret the nuances of, of a word versus a phrase and all that. Oh, my Lord. And I can't even tell you. I mean, he talks so fast, but thankfully, he did slow down a little bit. But but I still... I still look back at that interview on YouTube and I go, oh, my goodness, Jackie, you sound so D-U-M-B. Well, I mean, like, look, you, you could say you could say it was kind of yeah. like the case. Look at Selena. Selena yeah. barely spoke Spanish when she started her career. And, and look look how that – well, yeah. not but, how that ended. But look, but, look at how right. successful oh, gosh. she was. Look how successful yeah, she I know. was in the Spanish market. Um, yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask you about that record in particular because what I, I – I don't know if this was done intentionally um, – or it was just the direction the record took. One of the things I enjoyed the most of that record is that depending the way that you l hear it, it could be secular or non-secular um, because it has like a more contemporary pop feel. Um, so I, th I thought that that was like very, you know, I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of ingenious that some of the songs, you know, definitely you could listen to them and say like, okay, obviously. Very spiritual. She's, she's very, very spiritual. She's talking about the Lord, about yeah. God. But then it could also be, you know, that you're talking about somebody in particular or, or a love interest. And I thought that was very well crafted. I don't know if that was done intentionally, but, but it, it's a superb record. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Well, I will say this. Hindsight 2020, it was probably done intentional by the songwriters and by producers and by the label because, I mean, they knew that where I stood and where kind of where I came from. So they were like probably going, hey, Jack, you know, hey, let's do this song because if people, if we want people to listen to the rest of the record, we have to kind of, we kind of have to get them in there. Right. So I think that that's really cool that they, they, because at the time you have to remember, I didn't understand what I was singing. So my parents, (laughs) my parents were the ones that my dad, especially he was the one that could understand like the lyric content because I remember them bringing me songs and I loved the song. And my dad was like, we're going to have to change lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I was going, okay. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think that was probably done intentionally from the label side of things. But for me, I based everything off of melody and how it just, if it moved me enough, if I felt like I could fly when I was singing, right? Now, because if it's not your first language, you don't know you don't know all the other stuff. No, absolutely not. It's it's just like okay, this it, you're 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 worrying more about just getting it I, to I, sound right I as opposed to yeah. what it means. I, I still can't believe that. I you I can't believe. It. Yeah, I mean, I'm not calling you a liar or anything, Jackie, <laughs> but I'm just saying I I don't know. Because you so you many, you're, you, so, you sound so there's so much conviction. There's so many people and, who've done who oh. don't speak Spanish who've done. Spanish music that you could always tell in like a word or like a phrase right. that it's like, oh, maybe they can't. But I mean, again, I, when he told us that you didn't speak any Spanish, I was like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And well, and while we were making that first record, Rudy was actually working on Julio Iglesias record at the same time. And I remember I went to go meet Julio Iglesias in the studio. And, you know, there I am. I'm 18 years old. I'm like, yeah, cool. Julio Iglesias. <laughs> but, like, Julio was trying to talk to me in, in Spanish. And I was going, I don't know what you're saying. Oh, no. That, that guy, and, Eagle accent on top of all that? What? with the, I the know. Fetas? Oh, forget it. No. Oh, fetas. <laughs> you didn't stand but a you chance. Know <laughs> I know, of course. But, you know, what's funny. I actually ended up, after, like, my personal life kind of drama thing. I um I sold my house, I sold everything, and I moved to England, and I went to um, Instituto Cervantes Ooh. to learn Spanish, to you know, to kind of craft my Spanish. I know I went to England to go learn Spanish, right? <laughs> That's kind of awesome, right? She went to England. <laughs> I was letting that marinate in my own head for a second. Like she went to okay. She went to the UK right. to the Cervantes Instituto <laughs> Cervantes. <laughs> that's awesome. I know, I know, but but. But that's 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 me. I'm kind of rando. I'm like a rando case of rando. So. <laughs> I love it. But my, but my Spanish has gotten so much better. But I will say. 
I did marry a Mexican, but I married the only Mexican that doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> oh, my God. Jackie. <laughs> Just when you were taking so, two steps forward. <laughs> I know. I know. And y también vivo en Nashville, Tennessee, y no hay yes. nadie para practicar español o nada. Oh, okay, Nina, where did that come from? When, yeah. they, when, when, you're, when you're, your publicist was like, oh, she's in Nashville. We were like, espérate, espérate. She's in Nashville? Like, I mean, Nashville's lovely. We've been I've, to Nashville. I've but... been in Nashville. <laughs> I've been in Nashville since I was 14 years old. Oh, well, that's oh, wow. true. Because, yeah, that's true. You're, you, you were saying your, your start was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's a very interesting city when it comes to music. Um, I, I've heard a lot, specifically, I mean, from the country, Western scene, you know, that it's very, I want to say almost insular um, in that, you know, people tend to just work with each other, work with each other, work with each other. And it's very hard to, yeah. to kind of break into that to that world. Is, is that the case? I mean, I don't want you to give, you know, I'm not trying to be gossipy, but I just. I will say that because Nashville is such, it's like a, it's like a small town, but a big city. Yeah, yeah. And especially in the music industry, it's a small, small industry. So you develop relationships and you kind of, you kind of stay within those relationships because you can trust them. Okay. That's all it is. It's about relationships. That's where it comes from. I think actually music industry in general as a whole, it's about who you know, what you know. It's not about what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. So it's about relationships. So people trust each other. They're going to kind of stay within their genre kind of stay within their their camp right 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 and and i will say it's probably hard to break into Mm -hmm. but i will say this part too once you've broken in it's there's a lot of loyalty there as well family because of relationship yeah interesting and is that where you recorded your most recent album um well albums i guess i should say because you Recorded an English version and a Spanish version. Uh, trust and confio. yeah, here in here in the here in Nashville. <laughs> confio, yeah, yeah. No, that, I think that's... Um, both of those records were done here. Both. It, so you record. I love it. She recorded a Spanish language album in the heart of country music. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> love it. Actually, I think my uh, my first. You got it. Was it you got it? Or was it mi corazón? No, it was it was mi corazón. I did about half the record here in oh, Nashville. Wow. Well, but it was produced by Rudy. Oh, and actually, okay. Rudy came to Nashville. And I remember he was here in studio with me, and he was like a fish out of water. <laughs> 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 because, like, it's this Nashville camp. But, you know, because he produced my other record, and he was produced for this record, right. of course, he was going to come with us and come here. And And so there he was in Nashville, and I was like, are you doing okay? <laughs> Just making sure you're okay. <laughs> I mean, there's no platanos comaduros here. Oh, no. There's oh. southern fried chicken. That's about okay. it. Okay. All right. That's all right. Awesome. All right. That's that awesome. redeemed it. That. that redeemed it. So, for sure. So, Jackie, when you take on a new project, um, I mean, you have such a large discography in both English and Spanish. And, you know, you've uh, won the Dove Awards. You've won um, Grammy nominated. A big Grammy nominated. I mean, just accolades, Latin, platinum records. Latin I think you have like, is it like 16 number ones? Or, I mean, like insane accolades um, that you've gotten throughout your music trajectory. Do you know mm-hmm. usually when you're working on a project, like what producers you want to work with or, you know, who's out there that you want to kind of like see if you could create music with? How, how does that process work for you? Typically, the way it works for me is I I will 
I will hear something and I'll be like, who, who did, who produced this? Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. So there were two different producers. So then I'll call each producer and kind of like send them a song of mine that I've been working on and see if they have vision mm -hmm. because I like what they're doing and I like where they're going. Right. Oh, what's their vision? Do they have vision for this? That's how it works for me personally. Okay. Because I've tried to produce my own stuff, but I just, I don't want to fall prey to being, to thinking that I can hear outside of, that I can hear yeah. outside of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Baby. You don't want to be too precious so many, with things. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, it's called demo-itis. demo -itis? It's called demo, demo-itis. Okay. Like you make a demo, you demo a song that you wrote or whatever, mm -hmm. but you can't move away from the demo to see past what it could be. Mm -hmm. Right. Got it. So, potential. yeah. Yeah, it's potential. Like, hearing another aspect, another part to it, you never could hear. It's like, you know, it's like, for me, makeup. Okay, I do my makeup, <laughs> but somebody else can find something and go, oh, let's make that line above your eyelashes bigger. Right. And you're like, whoa. Are you serious? <laughs> Thank you. I like that you, you know. <laughs> oh boy! All of a sudden, I'm share. <laughs> well, you have the long black hair, yes, so you yes, already have that. Yes. Although I have to say, you have the cutest freckles in show business. I'm just going to put that out there. Oh, thank I, you. They're adorable. So a couple of weeks ago, we were in LA, and we were. Um, we were with another podcast called Spanish Aki Presents, which is it's kind of a very similar format to our podcast, but they're West Coast based. <laughs> and there's four of them. And there's four of them. So there's even more. <laughs> oh, Lord, that sounds chaotic. <laughs> so that sounds chaotic. Kind of we we kind of mentioned to them at that point in time, we were trying already to like schedule our interview with you. And yeah. we kind of were talking. We're like, oh, you know, we, Jackie Velasquez, you know, so we're trying to get her on the show and, and we're trying to schedule it. And all of us were like, oh, my God. Ask her about chasing Poppy. <laughs> we all love that movie. That movie. That, that movie. I mean, I think that movie was ahead of its time. I'm just gonna say it. Yes. Because it was an all Latino cast. It was, you know, at a time when that wasn't the thing. You know, so I'm. I don't care what other people say. I love that movie. But seriously speaking, I just think the casting of that movie was just so. It. it I mean, looking back on it, it. It was so like. It, like random, but at the same time, it totally made sense. So, especially looking back, yeah, looking back, like talk to us a little about chasing Poppy. I mean, because I feel that I, I feel that that movie—I I don't want to make a bold statement—has a little bit of a cult status. That those of us who loved that movie watched it, love that movie. Yeah. Okay, I will tell you this. Here you go. When you say cult status, it's actually. It's a cult classic. Yes. Be yes. Because, because I can't even tell you how many people go. They'll stop me. Like I was on, I took my kids. We took our kids on a Disney cruise. Yeah. Like for my birthday, that was my birthday gift to myself. Yeah, to I take saw that my on kids Instagram. on Disney cruise. Yeah. I'm so selfless. Right. right. <laughs> I take my kids on a Disney cruise for my birthday. But well, um, that was something for them. <laughs> yeah yeah for them um but uh i, I had a couple of people that stopped me on the on the boat that mm -hmm. they were like they were like i know your face <laughs> i was like yeah well i sing 
They're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I act. They go, oh, that's it. You're in Chasing Poppy. <laughs> and I'm I'm laughing. I'm going, I'm like, okay. Forget the Trust millions me, of my records singing... and all the awards. <laughs> yeah, but it's Chasing Poppy. It's like this weird cult classic that, like, you're in the club if you know, if you've seen the movie. So, um, you know, Sofia Vergara was such a blast. You know, she is she is hilarious. Yeah. And and Rosalind is very serious off off camera as well. She's serious on camera. She's serious off camera. Right. And Eduardo Eduardo <laughs> God he he is he is so sweet. Um at the time we were making the movie, there was a part where I was I didn't want to do a kissing scene. Right. And I remember he was very offended by that. <laughs> and, but I didn't want to do a kissing scene because I was like, I felt awkward. I just didn't want to do that. Right, so right. he was gracious enough that he didn't, he didn't push me like, but he was offended. But later, <laughs> you had a bad breath. <laughs> yeah. He probably thought, he probably thought he was, yeah, who knows. But, but actually when I was pregnant with Soren, or was it Zealand? It was either either twelve years ago or eleven years ago. Just go with it. <laughs> so um, he actually contacted me, and he want he apologized to me, and he said, "I'm sorry that I was offended for um for you not wanting to do a kissing scene." Wow. He goes because he he uh he actually found the Lord, so he is he he's a believer. Like he believes similar to my to my belief, right? And so he understood why I didn't want to, right. and so I was like, "Dude, thank you so much. You don't have to apologize at all sweet, for being offended." No, it was so sweet though. But yes, the movie was hilarious, and let me tell you, making the movie was even more hilarious. You guys seem like you had fun yeah. making it. Like it translates on the screen. Like we, it just seems like a fun time. It was it was a blast, and I and what's funny is the characters we played. I almost would say it's typecasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> There's a reason everybody played it so well. Is that what is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Sophia. Sophia's kind of kind of crazy. She's just. She's that person. She's kind of like, I mean, <laughs> off the set, she would say stuff like, oh, you know, it's because my boobs are so big. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Right, right. And then Rosalind was like, she was just, she was sweet as can be, but she's very serious. She was, she was always on her phone, oh, you know, okay. working on stuff. Yeah, and then there's me. Yeah, super focused. And then there's me. I'm like, hey, guys. Like the little girl on the set. Like, hey, guys. Hey, you want to go play? Hey, you want to go? Let's go have dinner afterwards. Let's go have fun. La niñita. So, yeah. And it was it was pretty funny. We it was we actually matched our characters 100%. Yeah. That's 
that's awesome. Well, I mean, for better or for worse, we love that movie. And yes. I mean, listen, it's it's yeah, it has a cult following. Yep. So so I mean, not everybody could pull that off. Yes, congrats on that. You know, not I mean, everybody. I mean, you know, you have your 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 singing career. I think that's going all right for you. But a cult classic. <laughs> that's that's a cult classic. Not everybody could put on their resume. Right, right. <laughs> that's true. It's not like Rocky. It's like Rocky, um, what's that called? Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's one of those for Hispanic for Hispanics. people. There Hispanic folk, yeah. yeah. We're going to start that. I'm going to dress up as Sofia Vergara. <laughs> we're going to have those screenings. So, Dude, you have to. You have to. That You guys, that would be hilarious. Please. So, okay, you know what? I have a, I have a dog similar to hers in the movie. <laughs> oh, that's true, you do. So, anyway. Okay, well, then you dress up like me, but you have to paint freckles on your face. You have to have freckles. That, that'll be great because he has like a full beard. So yeah, it would just be you. Oh with my god! With a full beard. It would I be don't phenomenal. think Patricia had a full beard. <laughs> no, no, no. Last, it's been a couple of years since I see the movie. I didn't think she. No, did, so, so, no, I don't think so. So let's bring it back now to you know your book. So something that I I always you know I'm, I'm always curious about in terms of you know when when celebrities uh you know produce or write their autobiography is the timing so why now why, why did you feel it was important now at this point of your life to say your story <clears throat> well it's not my total story because i'm only 40 so my story is still being written or your story up to now <laughs> okay i will say why now yeah, yeah. For this particular part of the story, it's because I had something to say. Mm -hmm. Because I had something to say to hopefully bring value to other people's lives. Because if, if God, if God has done, if God can do as much as he has done with all my brokenness, with the poor choices I've made, with the failed marriage, with with choices I've made, how many people have made bad choices and poor choices that they go, they feel used, they feel they feel broken, they feel beaten, and they think, what can God do with me now? I am living proof that God can take our poor choices and turn them into beautiful things, because if you're willing to allow God to work in your life, to, to, to admit to your brokenness and to say, God, here, what can you do now? He will redeem everything. And he will, there are so many times that we, we, we make, we try to DIY our own mistakes. <laughs> so we make a mistake, we DIY, and then we make another, we make another mistake by DIYing our mistake. But God can still find you if you're willing to just walk into his presence and just willing to, to ask him, hey, I need some help. Can you help me? He's willing to just go, okay, watch this. And he will impress us. And I love that. I love that the promises that he made, he made over 7,000 in the Bible. And he keeps every promise. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian how if you've been if you're getting saved this moment if you're asking god for help yesterday today a hundred years ago you know a hundred years from now his promises remain the same he keeps his promises but it's always in his timing i find that god is like this 
you know, you know, the when you call the cable guy <laughs> and they say, they say, I'm going to show up between the hours of <laughs> yep. eight and two. And you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Inevitably, he shows up, but it's not in our timing. It's in his timing. So, so I don't mean to compare god to you know the cable guy but <laughs> but the reality is it's, it's not in our time <laughs> yeah for me like and um, we always like i i've i love movies and i always for the book my dedication for the book for it was to anybody who's ever watched a movie more than once and hoped for a different ending because how many times have we watched titanic mm-hmm. and i always think to myself maybe this time Maybe she's going to put him on the board in the sea with her. Right. And, and it's like, surely there's enough space. It's a piece of wood. <laughs> take turns. Yes, take turns. But every time I watch the movie, the ending is the same. Because the director had a plan. The director had a plan. And it was not going to. It was not going to stray from his idea and his concept. But when you know the ultimate director, I mean, the movie just plays out exactly the way he wants it to be. If we walk and want to be with him to allow him to do what he's going to do with our story, because our stories are still being written. Wow, that was beautiful. I mean, wow! It's not easy. It's not easy to stun us into silence. So, yeah. so congratulations <laughs> on that one. That was absolutely gorgeous, uh, Jackie. And, I, and I've said, you know, actually, I've said on this show, you know, I admire people who, like yourself, who have that that degree of faith and and that that ability to to open themselves up to to you know the higher power and 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 let themselves be guided by that and i think you know the way that you put it right now is absolutely gorgeous and i i have nothing but the utmost of respect for for people like yourselves uh, like yourself you know who who are able to do that so wow well well thank you for for talking to me (laughs) (laughs) are you kidding me thank you for for talking to us it's again it's funny because we didn't think about it. I didn't even know this, but you know, we're, we're the same age, you know? So it's, we've probably experienced a lot of the same things at around the same times of our lives, you know? And probably, and, and, and so it's interesting to, to think of someone like yourself. It's like, Oh, she's my age. You know, it's, she could have been like one of our friends, you know, like if it, it, it's, but it, but we could have grown up with her. And what strikes me the most is, as you said, that it's, you know, whether it was that you were turning 40 or, you know, it just, randomly at this point of your life it's when you had something to say because i think you know we all you know all of us may get there at a different time it's like when do we have something to say a a, a greater a message that is greater than us so that's that's what you know i think is like one of the more you know uh important and beautiful parts of of that message so thank you so much Sweet friends, you guys are so sweet. No, likewise, likewise. So thank you again, Jackie, for for giving us your time. I know, you know your your kids may be tearing up the house by now. I don't know. Oh, I'm watching. I'm watching the video monitor. Okay, okay. Oh, there okay, are right, Legos right, right, right. everywhere. <laughs> and oh, I, no. I, and I keep thinking. I keep thinking I should yell at my kids, but I'm thinking. <laughs> 
Like eh. So, so actually, let let me ask What's you. What's the worst they could be doing? Tearing up a rug. <laughs> when are are we going to expect new music soon? Uh, that's it- the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just have to, I just have to figure out a time I can get. You know, it's it's been like the longest babysitting job of my life. <laughs> I keep thinking their parents are going to come pick them up. <laughs> Well, I think they're 12 years too late, 11 yeah. years too late. Yeah. I, <laughs> You're racking up an OT. Some nice good overtime on that babysitting charge. I think that. so. <laughs> like, what? I don't know. Just Seriously, take, where are they? Take the video camera. <laughs> take the video camera to the studio. So while you're while you're singing and you know the microphone, you could have the little monitor right over it. <laughs> I know, man. I know. I know. No, the plan is new music. I'll let you know. When you know when that stuff is, and, and we would like love to, to have you on, again yeah, again, anytime, anytime you want to be on, Jackie, open invite. Thank you so much. You guys are so kind, and I'm sorry I'm so crazy. No, oh no, like, no, crazy makes for good audio. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a pleasure, Jackie. Thank you so much. You guys are a blessing. Thank you so much, and God bless you, and thank you for your time. Thank, oh, thank you. you, thank you, and we're back. Wasn't she great? Yeah, I know. I feel like I, I feel so like, positive. I feel like I wanted to like next time if we interview her again, we need to go to Nashville. Like we just have to go to Nashville and just meet her in person. Yeah. Like the, the, and not, I legit I'll that, fight you on that. That song Yegarati, that's like one of my favorite songs. I song love beautiful. that song. And uh, she just has a lot of great music and um you know whether you're into Christian pop or not, again, that's what I like about her music that Depending on which way you listen to it, mm-hmm. you you know it, it could be secular or non secular. It's in a way. open to interpretation. It's open to interpretation, but I like that because you know even if you're not into Christian music, you listen to her her songs. Her talent but you, is her but talent. You, but you, her talent is talent. But you can't deny even if you don't listen to it from that perspective. Uh, from that perspective, mm-hmm. you can't deny how positive her music is. What's I'm saying, and how we, it makes you w- feel. When we were done with that interview, we just had smiles from ear to ear. It was, so. I mean, again, not that we ever in an interview with like you know scowls. It's like <laughs> we're done from well. Like, ugh. Well, we actually know we have, but we'll, we have. But 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 to quote Brittany Murphy. We'll never tell. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so let's have our last Coke. I'm giving right. a gasless Coke. You're giving a gasless. I'm giving one that has so much fizz. It, it's just it's fizzy as hell. Are you giving it to the Heifer Corporation? I'm not. But okay. I, maybe, you know, maybe we should maybe we should invite the Heifer Corporation to come to our end of year uh, episode. <laughs> we should. So I'm giving my gasless Coke to Monique. I read about that today. Monique is doing Netflix. I saw for that. gender discri- for race and gender discrimination. I saw that. So, and we've talked about this before. We've talked about it here on the show. I love Monique. I think Monique is one of the funniest women on earth. She is a riot. She is a hoot. <laughs> She's uh, a hoot and a half. She is insanely funny. What bothers me about this whole Monique thing with her and you know Daddy, her husband. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, is that her? So, so let's go back a little bit for the the one to uh, those of you who are not familiar with Cliff notes it. So last year, uh, Monique made this whole whole outrage, like a media out went on a media outrage tour, saying that Netflix (laughs) had offered her to do a special, but it was like I think it was for half a million dollars or something like that. She wasn't happy with the it it, it was it was not for a lot of money. Whereas they had given, let's be clear, not for a lot of money. 
respective well, of what she well, because you offer me a half of a half well, a but a lot dollars. of these specials are in the millions and Dude, millions you offer of me a hundred thousand dollars i'll do it okay yeah but you're not monique exactly okay. <laughs> so it was in compare in comparison to okay that's other what i'm saying comedians. comparatively speaking okay yeah, yeah, yeah. right because our audience was not going to catch that <laughs> you know without you saying that um don't be sassy with me well i was just i sassed it up <laughs> anyway back to monique <laughs> Um, <laughs> she made this whole big deal that Amy Schumer was making so much money and that, you know, Dave Chappelle was making yep. so much money, yep. blah, 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 blah. And what Monique was writing on was the fact that she had this long career, which nobody can deny. Right. right? right. But yeah. what Monique Oscar winner? failed to, her and daddy failed <laughs> to realize was that Monique, like any star, any artist, any performer, Monique peaked years ago. Amy yeah. Schumer at that point was on an upswing. Yeah. So that is why Amy Schumer got offered more money. It's not because she's white. Or better. Or, or I mean, I'm not saying that Monique has not suffered gender and race discrimination. Yeah, but we're talking about this in, instance. In other aspects right, right, right. of her career. I'm sure she has. Right. And unfairly so. Right. But what she and I saw all the interviews. And I <laughs> ate them all up. Especially the one with the breakfast club. I know. Where she kept I calling know. Charlemagne Lamar. 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 <laughs> it was great. You guys should go watch it. That was her only defense. Her defense is like, oh, oh, because look, I just did a movie two years ago uh, for Christmas, and and baby, it cost like ten million dollars to make, and it made forty million. Right, that is true. But but it was an ensemble cast. Correct. It wasn't the Monique like movie. Twenty other people. So it wasn't like Monique. You know, right. the Monique's Monique, Christmas. The Monique show. <laughs> Monique's Christmas. Right. It was Monique and twenty other people. Right. Right. Big names as well. Yeah. So that's not really. Yeah, you can't claim that as your right. own victory. And again, she's a legend. Nobody takes away. I think she is one of the funniest people on earth, but I think she's a little delusional in the sense that she does not understand that she's peaked, which is the argument that I made at that point in time. Yep, yep. I'm like, and if, if Diana Ross is a living legend, nobody can deny Diana right. Ross what she is. Selena Gomez... Selena Gomez can't sting for the life of her. No, 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 no. <laughs> and you love Selena and Gomez. I like Selena Gomez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wish her all the best. Yeah. Who's probably going to get paid more now for a TV special? Selena Gomez. Because Selena Gomez is in an upswing in her right, career. Right. She's, you know, a, she, she's, she's, she's a hot item. She, she has a younger demographic. She, she brings in advertisers. She brings in advertisers. Yeah. And Dana Ross is a living legend, right? Right. right? Who's probably going to sell out Madison Square Garden? Selena Gomez. Mm. And not yeah. Diana, Diana Ross. Right? It just is what it is. Because it's not fair. You peaked. You peaked. Right. And it happens to everybody. Right. And I think that that's what. Uh, and she turned off a lot of people with this. A lot of people mm -hmm. were not on her corner. I mean, she called out Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey. I mean, when you call out <laughs> Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey, Lee Daniels. I mean, just at the la cru. Yeah, 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 yeah. La raya y la cru. That's it. So she's suing Netflix. And yep. like, I, I actually think she has a. Uh, I mean, unless there's something that we don't know about, maybe there correct, was. Correct, maybe correct. they found the hidden memo. Where right. We're oh, like, no. we're not playing that. We black, hate her. We we are not paying that black female that, all, <laughs> right. all this money because we don't like because her. Because she is black and, and female. female. We're, <laughs> unless there's, a, you know, maybe they found the smoking gun, and if they did, then sue their pants off. But if the argument is the same, and I believe that it is, as she had last year. I mean, Monique, it's okay. Nobody's taking away from what they you can't are. Take away your your accomplishments, but, but you are not. You peaked. You peaked, and it happens to every performer. I think Amy Schumer already peaked. <laughs> oh, Amy Schumer can't command what she commanded two years ago. She can't. 
it's just it is what it is. Yeah. So you get um, my gas, gasless Coke, honey. I'm sorry. No. Well, my Coke, on the other hand, my soda is full of fizz and flavor and things that just make everybody happy. And now I think about it, I may have given this person a, a soda before. I don't care. This is somebody who is having a really good week as of this week. Cool. Living legend proof that God exists and all will be right with the world, Dolly Parton. Oh, she was on the CMAs this week. Made up. This week, she co-hosted the CMAs with Reba, another national treasure, and Carrie Underwood. She had a 2020 special with Robin, I was going to say Robin Gibbons, Robin Roberts. Uh (laughs) Can you imagine if it was with Robin Gibbons? Um, Her new song, it's a dance song that she has with Galantis, just charted for the first time she now has a number one single on the dance charts. Wow. Um, she is, oh, I think like in the next week or so, her, her series, uh, Heartstrings, which is based, it's on Netflix. It's based on, it's little vignettes based on all her songs premieres. She's having, on oh, a Dollywood Christmas is yeah. going to premiere ahorita on Hallmark Channel. Yeah. She's having a great end of year. Like you want to talk about a successful fourth quarter? I love her. She. She's great. I'm telling you, she is proof that there is a higher power than all of us. And he is. What I just he's all about making us what happy. I love about her and and you know this is where a lot of people may not know is she's quite the feminist and you know she's quite the like she's really gone against the establishment she's pretty liberal for I her loved, from where she's from I loved I I couldn't believe that, that I never heard that that happened that she refused to give her music to Elvis yep. because she was not going to get songwriting credits they yep. were going to pay her that was the standard with Elvis you'd write the song then you would basically sell it to him and then he would put his name on it and right. it became his song not right. not that he sang it he owned it and right. she said no, thank and she, you. She was at the beginning of her career, yep. and she you know, said no, thank and you. And she said no, like that. I it made me respect her even like so much more that mm-hmm. she was so calculated as a businesswoman. She you recognized know? her worth. I don't yes. even think it was about that. I mean, maybe it was, but I think it was more about her belief in herself. Well, yes, but also the fact that you know it was the '60s, and you know she was a woman, and she was. You know, yeah, and she was starting career, out, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so many things that yeah. a lot of other people, or women specifically at that time, would have been like, okay, yeah, I don't have another option. And she, no, she was like, she said no to the man, she no to the establishment. Yeah. She's like, oh hell no, yeah. And I've told, I've, I've told you, I um, <clears throat> obviously, I knew I will always love you by Whitney Houston, and I love Whitney Houston's version. But I have to say that now in my later years, <laughs> <laughs> I um, I I like Dolly Parton's better. It's sadder. It is. It's more earnest. Yeah, it, it it's, it's much. And again, sadder. not to take away from Whitney Houston's completely um, different delivery, but 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 it's just it 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 makes you like really feel the song. Yeah, and hearing her sing it live. Mm-hmm. Oh, we saw her live last year or a couple of years ago, and she oh. was great. She she is wonderful. I, I think a lot of people. She's one of these people that her image is so big. You know, the big boobs, the hair, the wig. Yeah, yeah, everything. Her image is so big that a what's lot her, of times... What's her saying? It takes a lot of money to look that cheap. Yeah, that, this cheap, yeah. I think a lot of times forget really how talented she is. Yeah. And, like, what she's done for music, and especially for women and all that. So, good for her. Good Coke. Yeah. I love me my Dolly Part. Oh, and this week she also revealed that, yes, she does have tattoos. Oh. Which okay. had been speculation for years, okay. and she had never said it. Yes. She actually says that she... What is How did she put it? That she decorates her body oh. with tattoos wherever she has like little scars and things oh okay okay 
I will always think of Dollywood <laughs> as the only place in the world where I um, succumb to. Like, you had like bad vertigo. Yeah, I had heat. Um, heat exhaustion. I did. You did. I mean, I've been. I, I mean, I've freaking yeah. been to the outback in Australia. And, and it was Dollywood. And it was, and it Dollywood, was Dollywood. And I was like, I think I'm going to fall down. I can't but, but, but to my defense, it was like 5,000 degrees that day. <laughs> they were handing out free bottles of water, yeah, listeners. that's how bad it was. That's how bad it we was. We went to Dollywood some, a few years ago. And it was like the hottest day ever in yeah. like Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And Dollywood is, it's the, the elevation is higher. It's Yeah, yeah, because it's in the mountains. It's a few thousand yeah. feet up. And when we get there, you know, with the heat, the sun, the <laughs> pavement, I'm like... Uh, just one ride. I think I'm gonna fall, and if I fall, I'm a, I'm big. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a I'm gonna cause a dent. It's gonna cause. And this yeah. is gonna be a whole me falling in the wall oh. again in Viscaya. That's oh, no. the story for. Oh, that would have predated it. That was a story for another day. So everybody, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. Absolutely. And as always, grab your patelito, your jupiña, and your way your croqueta. I, I left off. Hey, you the croqueta. Ma- no, do it again. As always, get your pastelito, your croqueta, and your jupiña. And we hope you had a great day and a great weekend. And thank you so much. That was episode 89. Bye, mi gente. Bye. Palomas en el cielo If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.